Good morning. Good afternoon, Richmond, Virginia. How are you doing today? I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. So back from a whole week of ACC football action in Charlotte, North Carolina. So back here in studios with my producer, the Zach Attack, here on a Monday. What's up, buddy? What's up, dude? How are you? Doing pretty good, man. How are you? Good. Are you too low? What's up? Yeah, I was just checking. All on, right, I'll crank. That. I'll crank you up, man. No, no, it's all good. I was just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm trying to get uh, used to things here. Once again, back I in know, the you studio. Were on the Comrex, I was on the Comrex and dealing with the show in Charlotte, North Carolina, and, and Radio Row is so wild because you never know who you're gonna speak with. Like, I, I think back and I was like, I never planned to talk with Eddie Royal. I, I didn't even know that A. Royal was working with the ACC Network now, and uh, that was an awesome conversation. Of course, uh, I made his day when I told him that I'd seen him play in high school, college, and in the NFL. That was cool. That was awesome. Is he coming to Football Fest? I'm going to try to get him there. <laughs> I, you know who I really want to get was is E.J. Manuel. Yes. Right? I, I didn't, you know, E.J. Manuel from uh, 757, he was repping it hard and loved being on the show, and I, I, he told some really interesting stories uh, last week about how he could have played one more year in the NFL with the Kansas City Chiefs and won a Super Bowl. Instead, he decided to be on ACC Network. <laughs> hey, God's never wrong. Well, yeah, and now, you know what? He's started a new career that's going to last him for 15, 20 years. Yeah. I mean, because he's really good at it, too. All the guys at ACC Network, I, I said this before, I, I kind of hate everything ESPN does in terms of Sports Center and their talking head shows. But when they spoke, when they specifically focus in on one sport, they do a really good job, like NFL Live, their NBA show, their ACC Network show. When they focus in, they're really good. The problem is, is sometimes they have like Kendrick Perkins and an, an NBA player talking about Aaron Rodgers, and that's when they lose me. I mean, the, typically, that's when they lose me. All right, we got a lot to get to on the show today. Phone lines are open. It's 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. We'll touch on the local scene here with Lane Casadante from CBS 6 at 12:30. Mark Schofield to go around the NFL at 1:30, and then Joe House from The Ringer, love having him on the show. He'll talk about new commander's ownership. That's at 2 p.m., but we like to start the show every day by catching you up on anything you might have missed around the sports world with the Sports app. Here it is, everybody. Sports app. All right, let's start with the FIFA Women's World Cup. Colombia pulled off one of the most stunning upsets of the tournament, defeating Germany on Sunday by the final of 2-1, to one, thanks to Manuela Venegas with a game-winning header in the final seconds. Now the USA... Hopefully that they've hopefully they've been bonding because they have a major matchup that's going to take place tomorrow morning before you wake up. 3 a.m. Tuesday morning, Portugal against the United States. They need to win or draw to advance to the knockout round. Um, let's move over to the NFL. So the big story over the weekend was Sean Payton, the head coach of the Denver Broncos, making comments on last year's team. He basically destroyed last year's head coach, Nathaniel Hackett. 
the offensive line, uh, the organization as a whole. And uh, now he did kind of walk back his comments, said maybe I, I should have chose my words a, a little wiser. But uh, it is wild because Sean Payton's career is on the line in terms of legacy. I, I really think he had so much success in New Orleans but a lot of that was had to do with Drew Brees. Now, if he comes to Denver and he just mucks it up and he's terrible, then we know, oh, yeah, Drew Brees deserves all that credit. If he's able to have kind of a, uh, a a great year with Russell Wilson, then we know, hey, he really is the quarterback whisperer. Well, over the weekend, Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers decided to respond to the quotes made, co quotes made by Sean Payton. It made me feel bad that someone who's accomplished a lot in the league is that insecure that they have to take another man down to set themselves up for some sort of easy fall if it doesn't go well for that team this year. thought it was way out of line and appropriate, and I think he needs to keep uh, my coach's names out of his mouth. <laughs> it's so funny. Zach, does Aaron Rodgers not sound like a high schooler? Right? I mean, are you kidding me with that? There is drama with Rodgers. He just starts with, well, I thought it, it made me feel bad. <laughs> like really? Are you, are you on ayahuasca right that now? That was a good zing, though. <laughs> you, you know that he had that punchline ready to go. Yeah, that was we, a good setup. We might have to keep that audio in the bank of just keep my coach's name out your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he then defended Hackett again uh, amidst Peyton's criticism. Take a listen to the second quote from Aaron Rodgers. He's Rogers. arguably my favorite coach I've ever had in the NFL. Ooh. Just his approach to it, how he makes it fun, uh, how he cares about the guys. Uh, just how he goes about his business with respect, with leadership, with honesty, with integrity. And there's a lot of pressure on the Jets this season. So Hackett is the OC in New yep, York, right? Yep, yep, okay. yep. After he was fired from Denver, Robert Sala brought him in. And Salah's a defensive-minded guy, so it kind of makes sense why they struggled so much on offense last year. Now you add Aaron Rodgers. They've got to get a couple more wins last year. I mean, he's got to be worth at least three more wins. Do they you know? play each other? Are they on the schedule? I haven't oh, seen I, it I need to look that up. That's a good point. Uh, also in the NFL, Jonathan Taylor asked for a trade from the Colts. Now, we've been following this story in, in terms of running backs being devalued in the NFL for the last few months. I told you guys, if I had a kid right now and he wanted to play running back, I'd say, work on your hands. You're catching the ball out of the backfield. You're going to have to play wide receiver because running backs just don't get paid anymore. And things are not hunky-dory at all when it comes to Indianapolis Colts and their star running back, Jonathan Taylor. According to multiple sources, Taylor's pissed off about his situation Ooh. going into the final year of his rookie contract and he asked for a trade he has been very outspoken about the diminishing value of running backs in the nfl colts owner jim ursay says a trade won't be happening and it's suspected that the asking price would be a couple of early round draft pick Ur ursay the owner of the colts who i believe is now the new worst owner in the NFL now that Dan Snyder is gone said, quote, if I die tonight and Jonathan Taylor is out of the league, no one's going to miss us. <laughs> the league goes on. Wow. I mean, that is Does a... anybody feel bad for Ursay? No. After Manning and, and Luck, right? Right, yeah. Just back-to-back -back yeah. studs. Yeah, no, it is a fragile situation, to say the least. Of course, Taylor in 2021 was the best back in the league and uh, does, you know, warrant an extension because on paper, a franchise tag would get him just about north of $10.1 million. 
per year. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. This is the Sports App. Let's move over to Major League Baseball. So Max Scherzer was traded to the Texas Rangers from the New York Mets and is has been penciled in for a bullpen session today and could make his first start later this week in the Rangers rotation. Here is ESPN's Jeff Passan on the Scherzer trade. Max Scherzer wanted to be a Texas Ranger, and it was as simple as that. I think he saw the trajectory of the New York Mets this season, failing to really do anything despite the largest payroll in Major League Baseball history, and that of the Texas Rangers, which is ascendant, starting with Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon two years ago, and while the Jacob deGrom signing actually wound up paving the way for Scherzer to come because he got hurt, he realized that he has got a better chance in these later years of his career of winning a World Series in Texas than he was going to in New York. And that is an indictment mm-hmm. on what's happened to the Mets this season. So why Matt, while Max Scherzer leaves New York, the Washington Nationals lost three of four in New York to the New York Mets. They are now 44 and 62 on the season and host the Milwaukee Brewers tonight at 7.05. Later in the show today, we'll be joined by Andrew Golden, who covers the Washington Nationals for the Washington Post. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. AWOD Radio just getting started on the fan. Welcome back. What up, what up, what up? It's AWOD here on the new Sports Radio 910, the fan. Now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open throughout the show. It's 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. We'll run around high school sports here at 1230 with Lane Casadante. I mean, high school football right around the corner. Well, I'll recap my ACC kickoff. And, of course, I know Lane was out at training camp either over the weekend or last week for the Washington Commanders. So we'll speak with Lane Casadante of CBS 6 here in Richmond at 1230. Mark Schofield to join, join us to go around the NFL at 130. And then I'm really looking forward to Brandon Katz, Mr. Hollywood, on my show to talk about Netflix's new show, Quarterback, and the streaming giant getting into live sports programming. That's coming up at 230 today on AWOD Radio. Don't change that dial. we got a lot to get to on the show today. And uh, right now, it's time to catch you up on the latest from the National Football League with NFL Hit. Every regular season matchup, every head coach on the hot seat, the hit stories in the NFL, NFL Hits on AWOD Radio. All right, Zach, so, of course, everybody's talking about the New York Jets right now. They will be the team focused on by HBO in Hard Knocks. And Boomer Esiason of Odyssey, WFAN in New York, says the Jets should use Sean Payton's inaccurate comments as ultimate bullet bu- bulleting board material. Uh, of course, Sean Payton made headlines on Thursday when he ripped the Broncos head coach last year, Nathaniel Hackett, for the team's performance and also hinted that the Jets could be facing a similar fate this season despite all the hype around them highlighted by the addition of Aaron Rodgers. Look, the Jets are going to be a solid team this year. I don't think they're going to be garbage. Like this is this isn't going to be a team that gets their head coach fired because they're 6 and 11. I think that division is up for grabs at this point. 
to be honest with you. Really? Yeah, I really do. I think the Jets are going to be awesome because they have Rodgers now. You know they're going to be able to move the ball down the field, which they couldn't last year. Their defense is awesome. And now they're talking about getting Delvin Cook. By the way, I did look at the schedule. The Jets are in Mile High October 8th. Oh. So Rodgers has to go there. This is <laughs> this is juicy now. This now this is really juicy. <laughs> so I'm looking at the Jets schedule and I will say the first 3 weeks don't do them any favors. Week 1 against Buffalo, uh Monday Night Football. I mean, that is an incredibly tough test uh week 1. Probably going to lose that one. I mean, I get they are at home. But you think they steal a game from Buffalo week one? I don't think so. Week two at Dallas. I don't believe in the Cowboys this year. But, you know, anytime you're playing in Jerry's world, that's a tough game. And then week three against the Patriots. Oh, yeah, week four is the Kansas City Chiefs. We could be looking at some serious drama here ahead of that Broncos game if the Jets are one and three. I have my doubts about Buffalo. No, That's really? why I'm high on the Ooh, Jets. Oh, I really hear, do. Let me hear more about that. I just... You know, they should have gone a little bit further than they have till now. Yep. Alan, you can see the frustration at the end of last season. Like, what do I have to do? How about run the ball more? <laughs> okay. They had an awesome running. They would get these chunk plays, you know, in the first quarter and uh, second quarter, and then they would abandon the run game. Yeah. Because Big Mouth wants the ball. Diggs. Stephon Diggs. And he's going to destroy <laughs> that locker room. They well, will All they have to do is have a stinker in week one. Watch out. Well, I will say that last year on this show, I said the Bills' window of opportunity to win a Super Bowl was last year. And I, I really think it was. They had a home game in the playoffs against the Cincinnati Bengals, and it snowed. And you're thinking the people in Buffalo love the snow. They're going to be perfect in this game. And they put up the ultimate stinker. The, the snow turned brown on them in Buffalo. So I, I do think that if they have one or two games that it's shaky, that team could blow up. But I'm, I'm actually going to open their window of opportunity open up for one more year. Okay. I, I do think, th because I do believe that Stefan Diggs will throw a fit this year if they have a couple bad losses, and this might be his final season in Buffalo, but they still have him on the roster for this season. So we'll see what happens there. But you're right. I mean, the AFC East is really open because Miami's going to be much better. Mm -hmm. I mean, if Miami wins games, we're going to hear from Dolphin Dave every week on this show. <laughs> and he's going to be called, Awad, you were wrong about Tua. Awad, you were wrong. Tua staying healthy. We'll see what we'll happens see there. We'll see what those new tattoos and do then, for his head. And then I just, I guarantee Bill Belichick's not going to be below 500 again this season. I am a believer okay. in Billy B. Uh, also in the NFL, Cowboys... Defensive end Micah Parsons doesn't just believe the Cowboys are the top team in the NFC East. Even though the Eagles went to the Super Bowl last year, he said, quote, we're the top team in the NFC. According to Cowboys defensive end Micah Parsons, they are the top team in the NFC, even though they entered training camp with the third best odds behind the Philadelphia Eagles and behind the San Francisco 49ers. But it doesn't stop the pass rusher from believing in his team. He said, quote, I think we are the top team in the NFC East. No one can beat you except yourselves. He told 105.3, the fan, you look at our game last year. That's a game we could have won. We beat ourselves with mistakes and things like that. I think we are the top team when you talk about numbers and experience. Guys, we got back. I think we're the only team that gained players. We didn't lose a 
uh, we didn't lose a guy like J Javon Hargrave, and then we draft somebody. We have everybody across the board. When you talk about teams we're playing this year, nobody has the experience that we have. We're up there as the team to beat. So the problem that I have with Micah Parsons and his comments are, is you still have Dak Prescott as the quarterback. Exactly. You think he's talking directly to Dak on that, right? I, I mean, I, just, I don't... Mistakes like interceptions. I don't understand why he's so confident in his team here when they're not even the best team in the NFC East. And I am going to double down right now and pick the Cowboys to finish last. Cowboys will finish last in the, in the NFC East. Woo. I believe this is the New York Giants season. I really do. Now, look, Saquon, they're going to figure that out. They did. He's... Didn't they sign him? They did, but one I mean, year. it's a one-year thing. I yeah. still think he wants an extension, but hopefully, you know, the talks will be set aside, you know, till next offseason. Yeah, that, was, that was great for them to move on because well, he's ready to go off. So I'm not the only one that's believing in the Giants. Well, so who's running in Dallas? Pollard? He's their yeah. number one then? Yep, yep. Is there anybody behind him? Because where did Zeke go? Zeke has not been picked up yet, so, <laughs> right? So that's the problem is that they're going to run Tony Pollard oh, into I the ground. Laugh. I hope he doesn't end up in Carolina. Well, speaking of running backs, though, Tiki Barber, all right, of course, longtime running back for the Giants, declared Daniel Jones can become a top five quarterback in the NFL this season. Wow. Well, so, does he have anybody to throw to this year? <laughs> that You know, that could be an issue for them. Uh, I was speaking with a Giants fan over the weekend here in Richmond, and they do believe in that wide receiver core, that they've got guys in the building that if they can stay healthy could be playmakers. And Tiki said this of Daniel Jones. He says, he's always been a great athlete. He's always had a big arm. He's tall. He can read the. Uh, he can read and make progressions. If he can translate those five, six, seven-yard throws into deep balls accurately that change field positions, then Daniel Jones can be a top-five quarterback. He's paid to be a top-five quarterback right now. You're laughing at me, he said, but he has the ability. Why doesn't he have the ability? So if Tiki Barber's making this statement and his co-host, uh, Evan from Evan and Tiki is laughing at him. It's hard to take it seriously. <laughs> but he does have the quarterback whisperer as his head coach. Yeah. Ever since he left Buffalo, what's <laughs> happened with Josh Allen? I don't want to derail. Well, so I do believe in the New York Giants this year. I don't think Daniel Jones becomes a top five, but I do think he takes a step forward from last season. And there is something to, to, to what Tiki said of these seven or eight yard throws. Like, that's all Daniel Jones could do last year. Mm -hmm. You know, he didn't he, have time, did he? He didn't have time, and he was running a lot, and you never saw him hit the deep ball. In fact, there were a few times where he would overthrow a wide open receiver that happened against the Commanders last season. And Galladay giving up on roots. Right. And he just didn't have anybody to throw if, to. If he can hit on a couple of those you know, intermediate routes and maybe one or two of the deep balls, then all of a sudden you're looking at an offense that can score and a defense that's going to be top 10. I really believe in the Giants to finish first, the Eagles to finish second, and the Commanders will be third. And Dallas, next year, Dallas will have a new coach and a new quarterback. You heard it first here on AWOD Radio. Ooh. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. Phone lines are open throughout the show if you want to chime in. It's 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. We've got Lane Casadante from CBS 6 joining us next on The Fan. Richmond. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. There's a ton of of excitement going on 
in Ashburn for Commander's Training Camp. Week one was a success. More than 10,000 fans out there every single day. Uh, back there today and then tomorrow, Tuesday, is the first day the pads come on. And I already heard from wide receiver Terry McLaurin. He is fired up. Ron Rivera is fired up. And all of a sudden, the cloud that has been covering Ashburn for 24 years, the cloud that was Dan Snyder, is gone. The sun is out, and people are excited for the Washington Commanders. And joining us right now, on oh, we don't have him on the line. We're going to get Lane Casadante on the line here in a second. Um, it says the call won't go through. I don't. I, I just heard a, saw our lights flicker here. I don't know if that's an issue, uh, but maybe you can call Lane back here. And we're going to, of course, run around local sports in Richmond and then get Lane's take on the first week of training camp for the Washington Commanders. And uh, President Jason Wright has been talking about the sense of relief, excitement, and energy. In Ashburn, now that Dan Snyder is gone, he said, quote, the energy here is intense and it's positive, Wright said from training camp recently. We haven't had that since I've been there. And and really, it feels like for the first time in at least 10 years, like it kind of feels like RG3's rookie season again with everybody being excited to go to training camp to see them without the pads even being on. All right, on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline right now from CBS 6 here locally in town, it's Lane Casadante. What's going on, Lane? Lane, are you there? See if we can throw him back on hold. Yeah, I'm not I'm not getting him through here. Uh, Lane, of course, is the sports director for WTVR in town gonna try to get him on the hotline in just a second here here's the things that i've noticed from training camp well, number one is that people are not just fired up all right but they are there early and they're staying late and all of a sudden it's cool to get autographs again and all of a sudden people want to be there and they want to take photographs and they just want to be able to tell their friends i went to training camp over the weekend i got texts galore from all these different friends of mine that I didn't even realize were Skins fans. Or are you going to training camp, AWOD? Or are you going to be there this week? Are you bringing the show? The level of excitement for the Washington Commanders right now is at a place that it has not been in the last 10 years. Now, will that translate to wins on the field? That's the big question everyone has. But defensively, this team should be very solid. Offensively, I think we can surprise some people. I really do. When you look at Sam Howell, you say, oh, yeah, he was just a fifth-round quarterback. Oh, he went to UNC. When was the last time they had a superstar in the NFL? But I think if you dive a little deeper, you see that this is a guy that had a ton of success in the ACC, not just being able to run the ball, but also throw the ball. It was then the following season after that when a new OC that he was being asked to run a lot more, and he didn't have De'Ami Brown anymore. Those two are going to team up this season. All right, once again on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, it's Lane Casadante. What's going on, Lane? Hey, Adam. Good afternoon. How are y'all doing? I'm doing pretty good. Have you been able to get out to Commander's Training Camp yet this season? Oh, yeah. I was up there uh, for the first uh, three or four days last week. And and did you immediately just notice the different different energy and excitement? Yeah. it's. I mean, it's, it's like night and day. It's ridiculous. Uh, 
there were 10,000 people uh, there on Saturday for uh, back to, uh, I can't remember the name, it was the NFL initiative. Um, uh, and even on the first day that fans were allowed, we got one day without fans there, but then the first day that fans were allowed, Josh Harris came to practice both days, signed autographs, met with fans, things that we haven't ever seen an owner do, I don't think, in D.C. since, you know, since I've been covering this team, he got more cheers than everybody, but probably Terry McLaurin. <laughs> and it's just a completely different atmosphere. Um, and now will this translate to, you know, instant success on the field? Maybe, maybe not, but it's already so much different there. And the players can tell you, and even Ron Rivera said at the very first day, he's like, yeah, we don't have to answer I'm paraphrasing what he said, but we don't have to answer questions about the ownership and, you know, all the stuff that they're doing anymore. We can really just talk about football. So it's a huge load off of everyone's mind in between the lines. I wonder, did anyone recognize Lane Casadante there? Because I know three or four friends from Richmond that made the trip, uh, you know, down nine or up 95 to Ashburn. It feels like a lot of people are going to make that trip. Lane, are you there? Oh, we lost him again. Lane, are you there? See if we could throw him back on hold, Zach. Having some real phone issues today with Lane Casadante from WTVR here in Richmond, Virginia. All eyes are going to be on quarterback Sam Howell this season. If he's able to kind of control the offense, that, that's going to be the key for Sam Howell. Is, you know, we want him to take some deep shots. We want him to throw into some t- small circles and some tight windows, but you also know that's going to come with some interceptions. That's going to come with some turnovers, and they just have to be at the right spot in the game. You know, we don't want him taking shots like that in the fourth quarter. We don't want him, you know, to be just kind of airing it out all over the place. He has to take his shots, right, early in the game, see if you can get – you know, Deami Brown, Curtis Samuel, or Terry McLaurin past the last safety. And so, you know, that's going to be the key for the Commanders' offense this season. If you want to chime in, phone lines are open. It's 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. Yeah, he, Lane just texted me, Zach, not sure what's going on with your phone lines, but he uh, just lost connection with us yeah, there. Yeah, it, it just dropped. Apologies to Lane. That's yeah. uh, brutal. Sorry yeah. about that, and man. And sorry to the listeners who wanted to hear from Lane Casanante. I guess you're just going to have to catch him at 6 p.m. tonight on the CBS News. There you go. <laughs> uh, definitely check that out. Yeah, no, uh, it's a different energy and excitement uh, at Commander's Training Camp this season. I, I wanted to get um, Lane's take on – Commander's President Jason Wright, who kind of just seems to be seizing this opportunity right now to, you know, put his name back in the spotlight and be part of the bright spot that is, hey, now we don't have to deal with Dan Snyder anymore. And, uh, you know, you have to admit here when it comes to Jason Wright, he is saying all the right things. Will the fan base notice? Will the fan base appreciate the little things? You know, it's going to take us a lot of free swag, a lot of free stuff, if you ask me. Um, but in terms of Josh Harris, the new owner, he seems to be doing everything right. I mean, how jealous are, are you that all of a sudden Commander's Media Zach is getting ice cream at training camp, 
right? That never happened in 24 was years of dancing. Ice cream? Free ice cream. Oh, free. And, and multiple flavors. You, they what? Had options. We're talking about options. All right, let's make sure we have some money left to redo the facilities, okay? <laughs> I know that he wants to come out strong, but it's but, about the players but on it's the just, field. It's such a 180 because Dan Snyder has that famous story where he thought the defensive coordinator's play calls were too vanilla. That he didn't blitz enough, so he God. left he left vanilla ice cream on his desk overnight, and it spilled and it stunk up his office. Well, Josh Harrison, his first week in charge of ownership, is giving everybody free vanilla ice cream and chocolate ice cream. You yeah, get should have left vanilla off the menu, yeah. just other flavors. <laughs> Man, it's got everyone. Now he's fired making up. all the right moves right now, yeah. and not sleeping at all. Yeah, and I think people are going to really come back to FedEx this season. I, I don't think you're going to get a home field advantage right away the first season. You know, for Giants, you know, uh, Cowboys and Eagles games, but I think for games like the Cardinals, games like the Vikings, some of these weird teams that don't have the biggest fan bases around the league, you are going to see a lot of burgundy and gold, and that's got me excited. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. we still got a lot to get to on the show today. Mark Schofield will join us at 1.30 to go around the NFL. Stone Dog from Rep the District, Chris Stone, will join us at 2.45 to get his take on Commander's Training Camp. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. It's AWOD Radio on the fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. We'll catch up with Mr. Hollywood, Brandon Katz, today at 2.30. Joe House from The Ringer, House from D.C., will join us at 2 p.m. And at 1.30, we'll go around the National Football League the beginning of training camp. All 32 teams are out at training camp. We'll go around the NFL with Mark Schofield at 1.30. But the commanders have been stirring in the news over the past few weeks now, of course, because there is no longer Dan Snyder in the picture. It's Josh Harris, Mitchell Rails, and Magic Johnson. Training camp began. Crowds have been much, much larger. And fans are a lot more excited for this year's training camp than in previous years. And, of course, fans are celebrating Josh Harris. He's getting, I mean, a lot of commotion. Fans are basically cheering for him more than they are anybody else except for Terry McLaurin there at training camp. So right now it's time to talk all things Commanders on the Richmond Commander. It's time for the Richmond Commander. Are you ready for some- the phones are open. It's your chance to be the quarterback of this segment. There's something I like to say. Every day at 1 p.m. on AWOD Radio, the Richmond Commander. All right, so aside from on the field with training camp, a lot is in the news about the Commanders and their name. Picking up momentum is the Native American Guardian Association. The association constructed a petition asking Commander's NFL fans if they would like the name to be changed back to Redskin. The petition is picking up steam. It has already received over 30,000 signatures. 30,000 signatures. You brought this up last week, Zach. Why can't they go back to the name Redskins? Yeah. Everybody, uh, I think, could grow up. There's other teams. It's it's nonsense. Uh, I, I don't – I just disagree with all that stuff. But it it takes one person to be butthurt to stop the whole thing and derail it. The thing that I disagree with is that 
Florida State is still allowed to be called the Seminoles. The Atlanta Braves are still allowed to chop. The Kansas City Chiefs just won the Super Bowl. Now, Ron Rivera was asked this question about the name Redskins being used a lot by the new ownership group. He said, quote, Well, I know this. Mr. Harris and that ownership group talked extensively about bringing back the glory. And again, what Coach Gibbs did, the traditions, the alumni group of guys that are around, it's hard to escape it. It really is. That's just the truth of the matter. Just so everybody knows, we do that with the utmost respect for the native tribes and for the American Indian. Anytime that's brought up, it's brought up with the utmost respect. And there's a statement, an official statement from the uh, Native American group on their website. They said, quote, Redskins slash Red Men is a Native American iconic name and is revered by the vast majority of Native Americans and general public alike. Redskins represents honor, respect, and pride for Native American culture. Redskins is and has been a self-identifying term for Natives since the early 1800s. They say context and intent matters. Activists intend to make Redskins a bad term. Well, they disagree and they choose to elevate and reclaim the name Redskins and Red Men. Of course, this is an uphill battle that dates back to 1933 when the Boston Braves began became the Boston Redskins and then moved to Washington in 1937. The team held the name Redskins until 2019. Why did they change names? Yes, it was in the middle of a bunch of controversy involving Dan Snyder, but the reason they changed names is because the sponsors started pulling out. So if you want the name to get back, you're gonna need sponsors to buy back in, and that's the most important thing there. Um, I'm just, here's what I'm, I'm upset about. I'm upset about the name being Commanders. Right, like I, I get maybe you can't go back to Redskins, but Commanders is just so bad. It is awful, and I'm embarrassed to say it. You know, you know what's on TV here, Zach, is the big three. That's what Commanders oh, yeah. feels like. A big three name. <laughs> like they have a name, the Ball Hogs, right? Uh, the Penny Pinchers. Yeah, I mean all these dumb names. Sterile, right? Right. Yeah. Like that Commanders is just that. Look, it is lame. I think Harris and them, they they understand. They've done their due diligence. Look, if you're in the community and function the way a team in a city who cares to be there does, uh, there's things that you can do to support that. And, I mean, what better awareness can you raise than than this, renaming the Washington Redskins? I mean, they could do it the right way. They could do it the right way. I think Red Tails could be an option. A lot of people would be fired up for Red Wolves. I've already said my vote is in for Washington Warriors. Call up Golden State right now. Say, I get it, Steph Curry's pretty good. But if you heard of Sam Howell, that guy is going to take over the NFL. It's different sports. Who cares? <laughs> I'm going to be howling at the moon this season. Um, speaking of Sam Howell, wide receiver Terry McLaurin was quoted at training camp yesterday saying, quote, this is a quarterback-driven league. Everybody, and I mean everybody, is looking for their guy. We're still looking for that guy. But I think Sam Howell's done a great job of being a leader at such a young age. So you got to like that word, those words there from your superstar and wide receiver, Terry McLaurin, on quarterback Sam Howell. And everything we've heard is that 
One, Sam Howe looks confident. Two, you gotta love how Eric Bieniemy called him Mr. Autocorrect. He doesn't make the same mistake twice. I mean, you gotta love that from a young quarterback. And the thing that we're hearing that's very positive is, yes, he's very accurate, and yes, he makes mistakes at times, but he's also a lot quicker than people anticipated and, and expected from a guy that was, again, a fifth-round draft pick out of UNC. I think Sam Howell's going to surprise a lot of people with his legs, with his ability to run. You know, my thing about, Terry, about um, Taylor Heineke last year was, and I really believe, when it came down to it with the game on the line, Taylor Heineke would put his body on the line. But he didn't do that for all four quarters. And because I thought that Taylor Heineke knew that he was fragile and that he was in a situation where he needed to, quote unquote, get the bag. How do you do that? You have to last throughout the season. And so I think there were times where he didn't want to put his body on the line. Remember, the first game that he ever played for the Commanders, all right, that he started was a playoff game against Tom Brady in which he left the game with a... Uh, elbow injury came back and then left the game with a shoulder injury oh yeah he dove into the end zone and crashed into the pylon and hurt himself as well and so you knew that if the season was on the line he was going to put his body on the line we didn't get that same taylor heineke all of last season because he knew there was nobody behind me right why am i playing because carson wentz got injured you know, we don't have a third-string quarterback ready to go. Sam Howell is not ready at all last season. So Taylor Heineke, I believe, was playing behind a terrible offensive line and was also playing a little bit scared, uh, a little bit, um, you know, he didn't want to risk his body. And I think Sam Howell this season is going to put his body in a little more of risky situations, whether it's, you know, diving into the goal line or on a third and short, beating a corner or defensive end to the edge and putting his body on the line, trying to truck people for first downs. I'm really excited for Sam Howell this season. Um, I have also heard really positive things about Jacoby Brissett being a veteran in the locker room and the perfect guy for Sam Howell to learn from. That seems like a great combination in the quarterback room this year compared to last year with Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke. If you want to chime in, phone lines are open throughout the show. It's 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back. 